the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Are you sold yet, Squirrel? Oh, everybody's selling this pig with lipstick on it. Are you happy? I logged on to YouTube this morning. They had John Wayne on there telling me it was a good bill. This is a good bill. They resurrected every, everybody to sell this pig of fraud to the American people. You see, here's the scam. Create an emergency. This way, no one will look into what we've actually been doing with the money. You see, it uh, turns out we've been spending $1.3 billion for various research programs over the last couple of years. It's ridiculous. It is every boondoggle scan to communists in China, to former Soviets in Russia, not just the Nazis in Ukraine. Hundreds of hundreds of billions. In fact... As they looked over the last year, the last year, we gave $2 million, more than previously reported, to a state-run Wuhan lab. And none of that is talked about. All we need to do now, just keep the music going. You see, and this is what the game is. Keep it going. So all the kickback entities that receive government money, they keep throwing money into the coffers. You know what's a fascinating thing when I saw this wretched fraud. I know he is a hero to conservatism. I don't think he is. I think he's a con artist. I never liked him. Newt. Talk about chess versus checkers and all the rest of it. Newt Gingrich was a two-bit congressman. In the 90s, you know what his salary was, Squirrel? 120 grand a year. 120 grand a year. Why don't you uh, ask the evil Google machine the net worth of Newt Gingrich? And you'll see it's anywhere in estimates between 38 million to $50 million. Now, how does Newt, a man who can't sing or dance, not much of a looker, I don't think he signed a contract with Pillsbury, although it looks like it. How does he make $50 million fracking dollars? I know. Just lie. And then get paid to do so. Because I think Newt's coffer for his campaign, which he's never been a, he hasn't been a politician for 30 years, I'm pretty sure that, that still lives. And it's tax-free. Biden would have said no. Uh, the financial markets would have collapsed. Oh, my the God. The would have been crowded into a position where 20 or 30 of them would have joined the Democrats and six or eight of them would Cats have joined the Democrats dogs. in the Senate. And you would have a debt ceiling with no cuts, no changes, no reforms. I mean, that, this is the- Isn't this the same thing that the, uh, uh, the Democrat mafia and the eco-Nazis do with the climate? It'll be the end of the world. Everything will shut down momentarily. This is chess. This is not checkers. It's not tic-tac-toe. And you've got to think through not just one step, but five, six, or eight, or ten steps. And in that consequence... See, this is how his wife, who was dying of cancer, never stood a chance. He was thinking way ahead. 
He knew. Secured a girlfriend, put her in the leather dress in the car, and give her the divorce papers on her deathbed. This is the kind of diabolical genius that the conservatives love. I think that Kevin McCarthy got a pretty good deal, and most importantly, he shifted the balance of power and the balance of leadership away. Hey, Newt, what about the $2 million we overpaid over the $140 million that we gave to set up the labs, not just the R&D for Pfizer, but the Wuhan lab itself? What about the money to, to the Chinese Communist Party? What about the fact that we're backdoor funding our enemies? Do we want to talk about that? No. It's a good deal. From both the Senate and the White House, and that is, frankly, a historic experience comparable to what we did in 1995. Now, to prove my point even further, you could see how excited this fat guy is. This is like when some stranger picks up his dessert because he liked them, or the rumor of them in the 90s. Guess who else is excited about this squirrel? Hakeem Jeffries, black liberation theologist, nephew of the Grand Poobah, who made uh, Malcolm X look like a cheerleader. I'm going to support the legislation that is on the floor today and that I support it without hesitation, reservation, or trepidation. Ooh, see, that's that church stuff. This is when you got to stand up in the aisle and go, hallelujah, and then you just sign your life away. It's perfect, but in divided government, we, of course, cannot allow the perfect to be the enemy of the good. Oh, I love that saying. I love that saying. It's really the, my favorite one. This is how most Illinois Republicans, most of the Republicans in general, get you to compromise with cancer, get you to compromise with Marxism. Let's not let that... In the meantime, you're just a slave with a smile now. And President Biden did an incredibly good job under difficult circumstances in protecting some key priorities and values for the well-being of the American people. So Hakeem Jeffries, Newt Gingrich, built like a workout partner of Pritzker, and another, another one that could stretch out a size 52 pant, Shalanda Young. When you go into these things, what are you doing it for? Sure, there are some days where I have to slap myself and you're like, ah, let it go. It's fine. The point is to avoid default. James Clyburn, he is uh, the one who really delivered the presidency to his dimwit in diapers. He's the Mike Madigan of his uh, district in North Carolina. You know, I'm not a proponent of South having Carolina. a debt limit. Oh, I don't North think Carolina. we ought to have that at all. I've done the study on this. I understand Denmark may be the only other. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because I know you, Jim Clyburn. You never studied anything. You yelled into your phone with the evil Google machine, and you said, what's the only other country with the debt ceiling limit? And then you uh, managed to screw it up because, you know, you're an idiot. You know, I'm not a proponent of having a debt limit. I don't think we ought to have that at all. I've done the study on this. I understand Denmark study. may be the only other country uh, democracy has got one. And even it, their debt limit is three times above what their budget is. So I don't know why we had this debt limit. I wish we'd just get this thing behind us, pass this bill tonight. This is what's crucially important. The Republicans are jamming you to accept this swindle, this, this, uh, the beat goes on, political corruption, waste, fraud, and abuse. You think they're going to stop? James Clyburn says the quiet part out loud on TV. And let's next week start working on getting rid of the debt limit altogether. So Newt, James Clyburn, Shalanda Young, Hakeem Jeffries, 
and every other scallywag recipient, including the Chinese communists, who are reaping billions of dollars, not to mention the Azov Nazis, but I guess we're all on board with that. If you look at where we were going, which was the Biden position of no amendments of any kind, no negotiations, just keep raising the debt ceiling, keep going business as usual. <clears throat> and you look where over 100 days, uh, the House Republicans who shocked... By the way, in this bill, that this liar, Newt Gingrich, this fraud, this all-sizzle, no-stake fraud of conservatism, there is no limit. None. The estimates are $4.5 trillion will be added to what this idiot's telling you is a good deal. So if you were offended at $32 trillion, you're really going to love $37 trillion. And that's what it'll be in two years, if you're lucky. The country, by actually passing a bill that had real change, real reform, real cuts. Instead of saying it, why don't you tell me what it is? Hey, you, fatso, why don't you tell me what it is? And the truth is, we are not nearly as well off as we'd like to be because we didn't have a Republican president to negotiate with, but we're dramatically better off than we would have been. It's a fundraiser right there. That's the fundraiser. And all we need from you American people is just your contributions to make it all possible so we could buy all kinds of news stations and we could get them to spew this nonsense. The good news is, once again, I'm going to go to Congressman Dan Bishop. How much, I mean, how much confidence do you have in the speaker right now? None. Zero. What basis is there for confidence? You cannot forfeit the tool of Republican unity. It was not necessary to do. Is the speaker lying about the way he's characterizing this bill? Yes, he's lying. That's good enough for me. That's exactly how it feels. But you're going to be sold this. You're going to be sold it on all venues. When you log on to the Internet, your algorithms, they know everything about you. And you're going to be sold this. And what they don't want you to do is remember who the real winners are in this bill. Now, we're going to deal with the debt ceiling. We have, we have, I think things are going as planned, God willing. I'll, have, I'll be landing in Colorado tonight in preparation for my commencement speech in the Air Force Academy tomorrow. And God willing. What did he say? The dementia eats this building. But then again, we're going to go God willing. By the time I land, the Congress will have acted, the House will have acted, and we'll be one step closer. Thank you very much. Yeah, God willing. Because God, uh, he wants the American country to implode. God wants to bury you in debt. God wants every taxpayer to bear the burden of at least $250,000 per taxpayer, every American citizen, 95, and that's if the interest stopped yesterday. God is on Joe Biden's side, Hakeem Jeffries, and every other scallywag who wants to sell you another bulldung lie. Let's take a look, a real good look at who these people really are. Thanks to National Oceanic and, Envir Oceanic Atmosphere and, and Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, so-called NOAA. Yeah, you just lost, you just lost and got outsmarted by a guy who can't find his pants. Joe Biden just kicked your ass, Kevin McCarthy, Newt Gingrich, and all the rest of you fraud fraud republicans conservatives whatever the hell that means moment in time and certainly this one to see the moment in time in which we exist during women's history month we celebrate and we honor the women who made history the significance of the passage of time right the significance of the passage of time so when you think about it there is great significance to the passage of time it is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. 
fascinating, Socrates. And that's the intelligentsia that we just lost to. Go ahead, Peter. Thank you. What is President Biden's top domestic priority? Well, we've always we've always been very clear that his economic, clearly his economic policy is something that's uh, uh, important, especially when he walked into this administration. The economy was on its head uh, because of the COVID response. That- it's not an expression. I don't know what 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 freaking Caribbean island is this dimwit from? You mean on its ass, not on its head. And it wasn't on its ass or its head. It had been put there because of fascist frauds who demanded the shutdown of life as we know it. And by the way, these same frauds, they're claiming that they're the party of freedom. Here's another idiot who couldn't get anywhere if it wasn't for affirmative action, sympathy, and office tramps. Joy Reid. That was Ron DeSantis on Memorial Day with a big old warship in the background, assuring Americans that as your two-term president, he will destroy leftism and wokeism. The logical implication of DeSantis' statement about destroying wokeism is that if he's elected president, the federal government would ignore your material and economic needs and instead would micromanage every aspect of your life. And he's going to need some de facto morality police to monitor what you read and Now, the irony here is that Joy Reid, this simpleton, is the one who advocated for mandated vaccines, mandated masks, that the world stop and that it be enforced by the government. But the good news is the people she's speaking to for her side, they're too stupid to realize yesterday, which is why KJP rewrites history today so she can steal the future. Banned books in America's 90,000-odd public schools. And there is a model for what this little dictator in the making wants to do. Just look at China, Cuba, North Korea, Afghanistan, or Iran, where the government censors the media or force-feeds a strict conservative religious ideology to children in schools. That model also happens to have a name, and it's called totalitarianism. The political concept that the citizen should totally be subject to an absolute state authority. Everything this stupid son of a dog has been pushing for the last three years with the rest of the Democrat Marxist mafia. And now they're the good guys. Nice going. Kevin McCarthy. Nice. Do not buy this for one minute. You got raped and they want to make you feel good about it. It was a short in the pants Irishman is their best sales pitch. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show, on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Losers! Make, they want to they feel good about losing. That's why, did you ever go to a racetrack? See all those bums? Some of them on oxygen? I'll tell you what, if only the third horse would have came into second place, we would have really done good. How about the guys at the Rivers Casino? Just one more roll. One more roll, I could have made the mortgage payment. It's the best, best we could do. What are you going to do? We're going to give it our best shot. That's what uh, Verlon is going to do, right, dummy? Okay, Mike Gallagher said earlier, the freedom comes... Don't do that. Now I hang up on you. I don't give a rip what Mike Gallagher said earlier. I don't give a rip what Newt Gingrich says. I don't care what any of these salesmen have to say about Jack. Don't tell me this is the best we could do. Get in the room with the losers. Go vote for that imbecile in uh, Aurora when he runs for senator. What the hell is his name? Richard Irvin. Another little dick. Ah, uh, George in Naperville. 
Sean, the beat goes on, but it's topsy-turvy with Biden at the helm. Oh, I like that. All right, a little wordplay on music. That's what we got Rich for. I mean, uh, George for. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Splendid. Listen, Sean, Hakeem uh, Jeffries has been uh, attacking the Republicans constantly since this uh, this Betsy-ing, uh thing started, okay? He calls it the uh, default of the... Uh, American Act. All right. Why aren't the Why aren't the Republicans sticking to their guns and telling them this is what we want, and if we don't get it, we'll shut the government down? Rich, if they did that, do you think Newt Gingrich could be worth forty million dollars? Do you think Newt Gingrich? Gingrich. Yeah, but 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 that that, but that's how he got rich. He's a backstabbing rat, like the rest of them. So there are no guns. The Republicans don't have any guns. They have corruption, corporatism, but they don't have guns. Who has guns is Hakeem. And I prefer if you say his name like that. Hakeem has guns. Hakeem is a second, maybe third generation Marxist. He keeps his eye on the prize. And it was all he could do not to jump for joy like he was one of those bust outs at the racetrack hitting the daily double. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Well, hey, I figure you were, uh, you know, saving the best for last yesterday, and then you cut it too close, though. You missed out on me. But that's I, That's okay. Listen, but you know this James Clooney? <laughs> you're lucky you're on right now, kid. You keep it up, you'll get hung up, too, like Verlant. What else you got? No, no, man. I try to get a, man, I try to get a chuckle out of you now and then. Can't I even get a chuckle out of you? No, I don't laugh. Holy. I make people laugh. I don't laugh. Go ahead. All right. Hey. This cat, uh, James Comey, is a perfect example of with these rotten, no-good leftists. I mean, they all get off the hook. They can get away at murder, do whatever they want. Because here, this guy should be behind bars ten times over for all the crimes and everything. And here he is. He comes out of the woodwork uh, calling people that are patriots and would support Trump or anything, terrorists and, and uh, something like uh, uh, people from the Middle East and everything. He's accusing all kinds of people, innocent people and Americans and patriots and Christians of all kinds of names because he got away with all his crimes. It stinks, man, that guy getting away with all Not only, well, I mean, to really make it stink, he just got paid to do it. That side of collectivism, the one that Joy Reeds pretends not to be a part of, that side won. And now they get to do exactly what they do best, lie and rewrite history in order to steal the future. That was, uh, 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 that was, not, ex- that was not existing and not is, uh, with the last administration and what the president had to do, right, to make sure that we were dealing with COVID, to make sure that we were dealing with the economy. And so he put forth, along with Democrats, and also in a bipartisan way, some, some historic pieces of legislation that turned the economy around. When you think about 12.7 million jobs created, when you think about... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The government hasn't created one job. Not one. Funding money temporarily so that people can pretend to have a job is called a government. That's what they do. That's not an actual fracking job. And the amount of taxpayers it costs to create one of those phony existing jobs. One phony windmill. One phony platform of this imbecile whose job is not the master of the economy. You cannot quantify anymore because they give them, like in Chicago, unfunded liability. You need a pension? You're going to get a pension. What about the regular people who the way they retire is based on the return of on, on investment? Oh, no, no. That money doesn't get invested. We put it over here with these half-assed bankers 
Then they kick it down to our relatives and our underlings so they could pretend to open business. That's what just got subsidized. That's what Newt Gingrich and the rest of these Republican morons calling themselves conservatives are selling you. It's a rotten day in Denmark, in America. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Sea Squirrel, once you break the spirit, before you know it, that wild free stallion will come with you up. He'll come running. Same horse that wouldn't let you ride him. You just got to break them. Got to break their spirit. Same thing when it comes to slavery and servitude. Just got to break the spirit. And who's going to break the spirit? Not the, not the enemy you know is coming. The one who stands alongside of you. The saboteur to your spirit. The saboteur to freedom. That's what the, the, the vast majority of Republicans are. That's how we're in this place where 32 trillion dollars is not an emergency but the fact that you couldn't get a program to deliver your pizza to your front door is now you know who the slave is it's you if you go along with this you are a willing useful idiot and if you start regurgitating taglines from other morons this is the best we could do it's a chess game and we're way ahead of the game oh are we ahead of the game because it doesn't feel like we're ahead of the game It doesn't feel like we're ahead of the game when your side doesn't want to talk about the hundreds of billions of dollars that we don't have any idea where it's going. I said from the beginning, the Pentagon admitted that in the last 20 years, they cannot account for $6 trillion. So why would you give them $1? $1 more. Nothing. I give you nothing. Instead... Let's come back in 20 years, and we'll make sure that they cannot account for $16 trillion. What's the recourse for all of this political mafia, for all of these policy frontrunners, like Newt Gingrich? How did Newt Gingrich make $50 million? And is his excuse any better than Chuck Schumer's or Joe Biden's? No, of course not. You see, this is the game, man. This is a game. The bureaucracies of corruption Run the show. This isn't a representative republic anymore. There are members of Congress who are controlled by the intel agencies. I'm not speculating on this. You know, I, I lived there for 35 years. I know right. this. I had a very high-ranking, very high-ranking member of the House Intel Committee tell me at dinner at a restaurant in Washington when he'd been drinking, we got to talk about this. And I said, oh, I'll text you. He goes, I, I can't text. And I said, why is that? And he goes, well, because NSA reads my text. And I said, NSA reads it. Wait, you're the head guy on the intelligence committee. You're their boss. You're providing oversight in our constitutional system. He's like, yeah, but, you know, they're still spying on me. Uh, and they all got paid. And their budgets all went up. And they get to rotate out, go work for somebody they were overseeing, really make some real money. Not this child's play. Couple hundred grand and an expensive co- By the way, in this budget, was it addressed that the $40,000 furniture budget that a congressman get every year, every year, 40000 for the congressman to get new furniture, let alone their expenses? Was that addressed? No, no, no. 
Got to lift it. That's it. And now you understand why all of the whores who are beneficiaries of that waste, fraud, and abuse, they don't want to talk about the waste, fraud, and abuse. They want to talk about it. We got we to gotta spend more. Oh, you're winning. Don't you feel like you're winning? How many of you are thinking about selling things rather than going out shopping to refurnish your house with 40000 you never had to earn? In there lies a little bit of the problem. So I don't give a rip who's telling you that you should look at this as anything other than an absolute molestation of the principles of this country. Dino in Iowa. John, you're absolutely 100% right. We, man, we, McCarthy sold us down the river, and all these other Republicans, they're traitors. You were right. A couple days ago, you said we should just go to default, and then they need to prioritize the spending. Prioritization. Bingo. You, you hit it right on the head. Then they'll learn the hard way. What goes out first? And they all they had to do was scare it. Yeah, but all they had to do was scare the idiots. Oh my God, we're going to default on the debt. The good faith and credit. First of all, that's a, that's a bullet. That's a that's a line of dung anyway. Good faith and credit. Ask anybody who this country owes money to if we have good faith and credit. We don't have good faith and credit. But the other thing is that's the first thing that gets paid. Second is Social Security. Next is the benefits to all vet- veterans and government workers. Nobody gets defaulted on. This is just keep scaring morons, and those morons will come when you whistle. Like a broken horse. Thank you very much. That's exactly what this is. And it worked. It worked very, very successfully. And it works everywhere it's played. But should we spend a little time? Let me take the calls. Uh, Chris, Milwaukee. Hey, Sean. Yeah, I, I hope the house, the, the few sensible ones that just got in there, vote this thing down. But I, I'm, not, I'm, not holding out. I'm not holding my breath, that's for sure. No, they'll become um, like all the Illinois... Republican Tea Party members, and before you know it, there you they'll go. be on the Communist yeah. News Network or lobbyists. They'll be two, they're two bit whores. I know, I know, it's sad, but uh, yeah, again, this is no budget deal. This is just rolling over and grabbing, gra- bending over, and grabbing your ankles. Um, yeah. Hey, I got a question as a follow up to EJ Antoni uh, uh, interview or, or talk yesterday on the election. I want your opinion. Got a question for you? I think the one person that could have a real big effect and might might develop that way. Robert Kennedy Jr., not that he's going to win the, you know, the nomination because they'll treat him like Bernie Sanders in 16, but the thing is, if he ran as an independent, or I want your opinion on this, Trump, DeSantis, Vivek, whoever it is on the Republican side, if they take him on as VP, what do you think about that? I don't think, uh, first of all, I hate to play the game that there's an election versus a selection. Yeah, I, you know, because I, I don't think, you know, it's 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 so corrupted and bastardized. But what, Trump does not want a strong VP, which is why he picked that uh, Manchurian candidate. What the hell is his name? Uh, Pence. He picked the, the Stepford vice president because he looked like he was harmless and nobody wanted him in there. So he's picked that dummy because he doesn't want a strong one. Trump, the problem you have with Trump is he was very confident in having a terrible last year. And he has yet to apologize for it. That's a big problem. And aside from that, he's the only guy that both parties want to cheat. Because he disrupted the golden goose of true corruption, the military-industrial complex. They cannot afford for that. You're talking about, brother, that's a trillion dollars a year. A trillion dollars a year. They don't want peace, which is why we're bombing Moscow now pretending to be Ukrainians. So that's a big problem. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying. The one thing that Trump's got going for him is he's I'm, a non-politician. Even yeah, DeSantis. He, I, I mean, DeSantis would be great, but he's a governor. 
And, I, and I, I think DeSantis wouldn't be great, and I'll tell you why. And I say this as somebody who voted for DeSantis, and, and I'm, I'm, I live here because of his policies. To me, you take that money from the Bushes, you take that money from the Leviathan, you're certainly not going to change anything. That's to me. I agree. The, ol- I the agree. only guy I think that could change something is Ramaswamy. But he will be ostracized, he will be maligned, he will be character assassinated. You see, this is a game, brother. This is a game. They don't give a frick about the reality of principles or the people in it. They just got to keep you calm. And if we only have some time. And then you get the people that are so confused, they give money to their slave master. And that's the game. The RNC should get guts on ghoul from everyone, every, every human being in this country. Because if, if you reject the corruption of the Democrat Party and you fund the corruption of the alternative... You are that useful moron they dreamt about when they put together this scheme that is a duopoly been, of corruption. Yeah. Thank you, It's brother. been over a decade, but I used to say to a neighbor of mine when he called me, oh, here's my neighbor Republican, and we used to get in debates. I said, don't call me that. Don't no. swear at me. I am not a Republican. No. Now, I used to say I'm a conservative, but now I say I'm a patriot. I don't call me conservative. I'm a don't, patriot. No, That's no. what I am. I want another party, and everybody that even collaborated. With the mafia pretending to be the Republicans, you go stand with the Democrats where you belong. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Yeah, you're going to do to the whole country what you did to California, you red bastard. And they've got the system perfect. But here's the good news. Six out of ten Americans, six out of ten, do not want to see debt go up. We're in the majority. The, the trick is to make you feel like it's the minority. And then to blur the lines. Between the parties. Demonize one, demonize the... I demonize both. I'm dead serious. It is time to break up the duopoly of corruption we've become accustomed to. Because they've got it just the way they want it. And nobody looks at the trillions that are misappropriated. Nobody! I don't hear one word about it. Find the six trillion the Pentagon can't find. Take it right off the debt. Give me my money. Get the money. Like uh, like Chicago. They got to get the money first. See, but these Marxist frauds in Chicago, they want to take money of individuals so that they can steal the money in the way the Pentagon did, in the way the government does in general. Pick a bureaucracy. They all got a raise, and you're being told it's good. Not me. I mean, I do enjoy watching the show, though, in Chicago. I truly do. It's it's absolutely spectacular. Here, here let's give you a little preview. Wait a minute. Aldermen are set to vote on a plan to devote $51 million to migrant housing. It's soliciting a passionate response. Joni Lum is live with some pretty... Passionate response means people were mad. Ironically, arguing about more for the people who are citizens here. Well, it didn't matter at all because the fix was in. If the bill is brought to that sewer of corruption, Chicago... The fix is in. Breaking news to share. The Chicago City Council just moments ago voted to approve $51 million to fund migrant housing. And on a very micro scale, that's exactly what happened to the American people when it comes to this debt ceiling limit. A new report from the University of Illinois claims Chicago is the most corrupt city in the U.S. 
Ah, let's give him another fifty million to spread around. You guys are going to do great with that. It'll come out like your plan for the last long weekend. Jerry, Western Burbs. Jerry? Hey, Sean. Yes. Sean, uh, I got one comment and one favor to ask of you. The comment, everybody, you know, basically barks. We're all kind of like Trey Gowdy or one of these politicians that basically is barking dogs. Nobody, you, you don't really accomplish anything barking. Wouldn't it be more effective to be going into the county clerk's office and working on purging voter rolls? Jerry, those roles have taken decades to be corrupted as they are. Who 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 exactly yeah, is going to purge? I mean, so who's going to purge? Where do you them? begin to clean? You you got to start somewhere cleaning something. I would love Jerry if if I thought that you were even allowed to even go look at the voter rolls, of which I don't think you are. But exactly, who are you going to collaborate with in the Democrat mafia to allow you to say Mrs. O'Toole has been dead? Since 1938, even though she's voted in every election for a strong Democrat candidate, she's been dead. How do we get rid of her? What do you think the Democrat, you know, the same system that would allow the wife of an aldermanic mafia member to sit on the Supreme Court? You think they're going to say, oh, let's take her off the list. Do you think that's how that's going to work? So the answer to me, well, you're asking me. If that work, then I got a favor to ask of you. All right, go ahead. This should, you should be able to make this happen. Uh, make it rain. Bring that Kathy Lee Gifford thing back on with the va-va-voom. I like the va-va-voom. Kathy Lee Gifford could bring it home in, in her day. You know, she's a little long in the tooth now. But, yeah, uh, the thing you can do, Jerry, is what I try to advocate. Understand that you are an individual. There is no we unless you've got a bug in your pocket. There's only you and your family. What you need to do is go to an area where they reject the, the, the corruption. We in Chicago became very accustomed to. And in that, and through separation, and through the dismantling of the Republican Party, you notice I don't come out here. I don't. I don't tell you to vote Republican. County, but I'm not going to be the last guy to turn the lights out out here either. Now, Kane County, forget about it, brother. You got to go to a whole new state. No, it, it's it's roached. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to go to the Mississippi River before you find anything of. Uh, you got a better chance of saving the next state than you do this one, right? So that, to me, is your advice. And then, you know, that's it. Because this is time now. The people have gotten accustomed to being morons. You're talking about 32 fracking trillion dollars. Unfunded liability. You could seize every dollar on the planet. You can't afford it. And in the meantime, they're making you feel good about bankruptcy. In there lies the real problem. Because it's, it's through that failure is their control. And they're now allowed to manipulate. The idea, think about this, Jerry. I don't know how old you are. But let's just, I'm comfortable in saying your father. Think about if your father would have came home and said, you know what Kennedy did today? Kennedy made it so that every guy who pays his mortgage has to pay $40 for every roach that doesn't. What do you think your father would have said? That's freaking communism. Now the American people go, oh, I think that's a good thing. Could he do that? Of course he can't do that. And now we've got a dimwit who's clearly got dementia. And our side comes out and says, we had long negotiations. Did you? I got $5,000 to your penny. <laughs> I would love says, to watch the video, oh, you know? There's no camera. I got 5000 to a penny, says the conversation didn't go on for nine minutes. You want to bet? Because Joe Biden nods off, lays down on the couch, takes his shoes off, and needs his pudding. Thank you very much, honey. Dave and Niles. Dave John, and Niles. Great, show as you, great show as usual. Uh, Jim Comey. Looking at him real quick, as you know, these professional criminals, what they do is they double down and triple down on the lie. 
Dinesh D'Souza put out a great movie on that uh, from his experiences being in, in, being in prison interacting. So you can have a vi- you can have videos, fourteen thousand witnesses. It doesn't matter. Comey's going to keep lying. And now, thanks to McCarthy chipping over to him, he's made the steal bipartisan now. So just no favor from McCarthy. Never forget, Dave. Um, Gus Hall, the communist that was running, was supported by two young lads, two ideologue communists, one by the name of Brennan, who became the head of the CIA, and the next one, Comey, who became the head of the FBI. The communist vote is a vote for life. Yeah, that's the new Democrat Party. All right, I'll be back. I got a great guest. I got a great. I, I know I got to wait for the tease, but you're going to love it after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. What will get us out of here is not some backstabbing politician. What will get us out of here is when the rule of law is used as the shield against the collective Marxist mafia pretending to be the government today. It'll take lawyers that understand that principle. I have been a fan of Hans von Spakovsky for at least three decades that I can think of. Hans is one of those lawyers. He is the senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation, but above all, he's one of those lawyers that uses law as the shield and the principles of Americanism. Hans von Spakovsky, how are you? John, I'm doing just great, and uh, it's great to talk to you again. You too, and I think of you often. You and a handful of other good lawyers, because what I am living through, what we are living through, to me, is so unmoored from the principles of the rule of law. We are in this quasi-collectivist Marxist state, and I don't hear anybody talking about law anymore. Is any of this legal, in your opinion? Well, there's a lot of illegal things going on, and... um uh, an example of that actually uh, comes out of California. You know, I just published a piece at the Washington Times about how uh, California passed a statute putting in racial and gender quotas for the board of directors of uh, public corporations in California. If you can believe that, they, they put in uh, not only racial and ethnic quotas, they even put in quotas for gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender individuals. And if a corporation didn't fill those quotas on their corporate boards, uh, the state was going to impose fines of 100000 to $300,000. Um, I mean, th- that well, is... You know, Hans, if you are a hair-lip yeah. Peruvian lesbian, this is good news for you. And this is really everything that Robert Byrd dreamt of. This is racism. This is sexism. This is collectivism. But above, above all, it's government supremacy. And this is what we're the real victim of. How in the world do they have the audacity? They're broke. They're corrupted. And they're given rules to private companies. Are they going to stand up for themselves, finally, these companies, or no? Well, what happened was uh, 
somebody else sued the Alliance for Fair Board Recruitment, um, which is made up of individuals who don't self-identify into one of those groups. And uh, they sued. And on May 15th, a federal federal district court judge in California threw out the law and said, not only is it unconstitutional, it actually violates federal civil rights law. So there we actually have a, a good result from a good judge and from a group that was brave enough to challenge this. You know, this is something that I think um, that's what brings me hope, or there are still good groups out there that are challenging socialism, fascism, but government supremacy writ large. And how do we come together on these groups and do it in unison? Because the reality is, I am not looking forward to any kind of Civil War Part Two, but you've got 63% of the American people that are disgusted with the government that keeps ignoring their demands for principles and to be moored to the rule of law. So it isn't going to take much longer, much more abuse for people to get very, very angry. And at least if we had a movement that was using law as that shield versus the spear of the regulator and the, and the government, at least we could cheer that. Because what I saw in the last couple of, of negotiations with the so-called Republicans, that's not making me happy. Well, I know you're talking about the debt, the debt ceiling. But look, there are groups out there fighting this. I mean, look, I don't want a hot civil war either. But right now, we're in a cold civil war. Yes. I mean, we are, we are more—I think the last time we were as divided as, as we are today on uh, so many issues, in, including this, this cultural divide, was before the American Civil War. And that's kind of where we are. But look, there are groups fighting back. Um, there, there are a number of, for example, legal foundations besides heritage, uh, folks like Pacific Legal Foundation, who are fighting back, and and they are winning. I mean, not only this California case, but look, All right. last week we actually got two really good decisions out of the U.S. Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. One of oh. them, one of them stopped government thievery, and what I'm talking about was that. Uh, Hennepin County in Minnesota, like, unfortunately, a number of other counties uh, in the country, um, they went after this 94-year-old woman because she didn't pay the property taxes on her condominium. So what do they do? Well, they seized her condominium, sold it, and then kept all of the money. She only owed $15,000 on the taxes. (laughs) The county sold it for forty thousand, uh, and they refused to give the extra twenty five thousand back to this elderly woman. And uh, they fought all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court to be able to basically steal money from the residents of their county. And listen, the Supreme Court nine to zero ruled against the county and said. That violates the Fifth Amendment uh, 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 part of the Bill of Rights in the Constitution Property, yeah. and ruled against him. That's, that's a good result. That is. And, it, and, and the nice thing is that she won, but you know what the play was. She was 94 years old. She wasn't a senator right. from California, so they hoped she died in the process. And it was only through her own stubborn nature that she win. It's, it's a win for all Americans. 
But where the Americans lose is what I believe is a rigged system of not elections but selections. And this is your specialty. What I saw in Arizona with that sloth of a woman who did not debate Carrie Lake, who clearly they had the videotape evidence that that uh, was thrown out because the, the, the legal system in, in Arizona mimics that of Illinois. And you have Democrats masking themselves as judges, and, and they managed to circumvent legislat- legislators, change the voter laws, and then forever corrupt it. So I have zero faith in the election system in this country. So as people want me to get excited about 2024, I say, what, are you kidding me? I don't think that 2020 was legit. And nothing has been addressed. Are there some movement or movements around the country to rectify what we lived through in 2020? Or is this just kabuki theater for slaves? Well, no, no. Actually, uh, Sean, I, if I can make you feel a little bit better. That's why I have you no, on. Things are, no, listen, things are actually better than they were in 2020 in certain states. Because what happened after 2020 was certain states actually did pass big election reforms. Florida did. Uh, uh, Texas did. Georgia did. Um, They passed good reforms. I mean, to just give you a quick example, um, all three states had voter ID laws in place, but those laws only applied to in-person voting. And, of course, what did we have in 2020? What has the left been pushing everybody to do? Ballot. We had a huge increase in voting by mail. Yeah. Well, what did those three states do? They extended their voter ID requirement to absentee ballots. Now, is that going to stop You know, every problem? Is it going to stop all fraud? No, but uh, it's going to cut down on a lot of the problems. Now, look, unfortunately, some states not only didn't make things better, they got worse. And it's places, it's blue states like California, uh, New York, uh, Illinois certainly didn't do anything to improve things. But in some parts of the country, in some states, they actually did make things better. The problem that I have with humanity in general, as you look around the world in our history, is that we can acclimate to terrible circumstances, right? took 72 years for the Soviet Union to fall. If it could have printed its own money in perpetuity and was the world currency, it would have never fallen. So to me, the ability to adapt to circumstances can turn a once great city like Chicago into a sewer of corruption like you see today. And that happens, number one, through making a penalty for speaking truth to power. You are also an expert when it comes to the First Amendment. When you see these cyber oligarchs, these silicon oligarchs, practice censorship, when it becomes normalized for media personalities who speak against the status quo to be fired and news entities like Fox, who I now call Foxweiser, to make uh, it so hosts can't speak of it. And you see the normalization of censorship, and you see that in Europe they're, they're more outspoken about our First Amendment than we are. Can we get that back to a certain extent, in your opinion, in the future? Oh, let me tell you, we are in a fierce fight over that all over the country. And it's not just in the media, but it's in, for example, academic institutions everywhere. And uh, look, I don't know how that's going to come out. I I remain optimistic about this country, but no, we, we are in a heck of a fight over that and the attempts by 
uh, school administrators, by the media, and by others to censor Americans' opinions and facts. And look, I don't know how that that fight is gonna is gonna come out, but um, there people are fighting back. You know, Missouri, yeah. for example, has sued uh, Twitter and Facebook and others for engaging in that kind of censorship. And, you know, the, the, uh, those social media companies tried to get the judge to dismiss the lawsuit saying, well, it shouldn't go forward. The state doesn't have a case and the judge refused to do that. So, I mean, that's another sign that, uh, we are fighting back. Are we fighting back enough? Probably not because we're facing, um, Powerful enemies with huge amounts of money, but uh, there are folks, groups, and states actually fighting back on that particular issue. See, and what I wanted was your legal opinion, and I'll tell you what I mean. Facebook is, I think, a a real, not just censorship, but a real um, conduit of, of the government fascism we've all lived through for the last three years. I've been kicked off of YouTube and a bunch of stuff because of what I felt and what I know about the vaccine. So, right there, we were censored. Yet these entities, Facebook, Google, and the rest of it, they're marketplaces for thieves. I have story after story from state after state of people who were victims of Facebook Marketplace, for example, who they have gangbangers arrange a sale, and they beat them, and they rob them, and they take their goods. Facebook Marketplace is also a fence for stolen goods, they used to call it the Magnificent Mile in Chicago. Now it's just called the Tragic Mile. And they stole all the items and they would sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Can citizens who have been subjected to this and uh, harmed by this file a class action lawsuit against Mark Zuckerberg? Well, they could try. Uh, whether it be successful or not, I don't know. It depends on the evidence they'd be able to get up. But that sounds like... a that sounds like a really interesting lawsuit that uh, there are, there's all kinds of lawyers specialized in class action lawsuits that, I mean, that come on. Uh, hopefully would take a look at this. I mean, you know, you should see Chicago, and, and they all vote Democrat, the slip and fall lawyers, because they love the class action suits. Do we not have one group on the opposite side of the aisle that wants to sue these guys? It's unbelievable. It seems like they're only one side in Chicago. You cannot find a lawyer that isn't part of the Democrat mafia because it's very lucrative. Well, after all, we are experiencing these atrocities of, of gangster government. I think we should start suing everybody. Hans von Spagos, well, my name is spelled Sean with a U. Put me on one of those cases. Sean Thompson <laughs> versus everybody. What do you think? Well, uh, you, there ought to be lawyers out there that might be willing to do so. Well, listen, i got to tell you, I, 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 I take comfort in the fact of what you're doing you and the people at Heritage. I'm, I, I love the Twitter. I'm always on it. I love the articles. And uh, that's what gives me hope. Really, I mean that. I, I, I love what you people are doing. And can we only find you at, at uh, Heritage, or where else can the people go to find uh, your musings? Well, like I just published an article at Washington Times, and uh, I'm actually publishing a series at PJ Media with Christian Adams about just how woke and bad the top law schools in the country have become. We've already published five articles on the five top law schools. You know, it's something to see as, as these, what you used to have respect for somebody who became a doctor or a lawyer or a psychologist, and you realize it's just a jobs program 
for the Democrat mafia as they have these huge tuitions. There are no standards anymore, and they're kicking out morons. And you know what was the tip for me, Hans? Did you ever see a Chicago teacher union protest and take a listen to what the so-called teachers are talking about? There are no professionals oh, oh, of standard yeah. anymore, are there? Yeah, no. No, certainly <laughs> not in the teaching profession, which is controlled by these horrible, uh, radically progressive unions. Well, Hans, I want to thank you for making time for me. It's truly uh, 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 it's inspirational to have somebody like you come on and know at least we can still use law as the shield for the honest American against the gangster government. Thank you, Hans von Spakovsky of Heritage Foundation. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So when I was talking to Hans von Spakovsky, who I love to death, I do believe the answer is the law. I'm not advocating for anything other than law. I think law is the shield. I think the country was set up so that what we're experiencing... When you talk about the fascism we've become normalized to, can be fought off. And what do you mean? I see Squirrel looks perplexed when I say fascism we've become accustomed to. And that fascism we become accustomed to is this kind. Unemployment at the lowest that we've seen in 54 years, that, that has been a top priority for the president. And it continues to be. And lowering prices as it relates to the economy certainly is something that the president takes very seriously and continues to work on with his team. And so today he's talking about climate. There's a lot of action with China. And you mentioned high prices. So what is the, what is the top priority overall? This, he is the president of the United States. There are multiple issues, multiple topics that the president has to deal with. That is the job of the president. No, it's not. That's not the job of the president. He's commander-in-chief of the military. He signs laws, Congress passes. That's it. We have allowed this to become uh, fascism we're accustomed to. And, and when you allow that to happen, you open the door for corruption to also become the norm. 53% of the public, including a fourth of Democrats, believe, quote, Joe Biden was involved with his son in an, in an illegal influence peddling scheme. Uh, there's, of course, evidence that the president interacted with his relatives, associates from China, uh, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? Wow, Jesus. <laughs> The president has spoken to this. The president has spoken to this. And there's nothing to these claims. <clears throat> the president is corrupt. It's how he buys his houses. It's how he lives his lifestyle. We have the evidence. We've had the evidence. The president is corrupt. But if you can distract the people to pretend that the president is a necessity, in particular this corrupt bastard, you can also normalize censorship and government control of information. That's another reason we're here. And who were the entities that allowed that? In this country, you're not supposed to have CNN across all venue of any media distribution, but you do. Who are these players? Google and Facebook. Let's start there. They also have the deepest pockets. So when it comes to Google, they kick anybody off, anybody who has a radio show, anybody who did a podcast, anybody who posts a video who said something as benign as the vaccine isn't working. Boom, you're censored, you're gone. But what else do they allow? What do they allow on Google 
YouTube. Four men accused of terrorizing a Philadelphia neighborhood are off the streets today. Authorities said they have arrested members of an alleged organized crime ring behind five shootings back in 2021. It is Tuesday afternoon. I'm Brian Taft. And I'm Sarah Bloomquist. The big story on Action News, the arrests announced today by the district attorney's office. Authorities say their violent actions left two people dead and several others hurt in Strawberry Mansion. Action News reporter Maggie Kent joining us live along the parkway this afternoon with more on how police were able to track these guys down, Maggie. Brian and Sarah... uh Authorities, prosecutors say that they found some YouTube videos from these men in particular. Right now, if you go on the evil Google machine YouTube, you can punch in Chicago crime and there are gangbangers that are filming themselves with guns, with dope, living a life of squalor and just wretchedness, also known as Democrat. On Facebook, another entity, another oligarch collaborator with the gangster government we are now living under. Happening right now, a Philadelphia man locked up in jail, accused of robbing multiple victims that he met on Facebook Marketplace. His case prompting an urgent warning now from law enforcement for everyone who buys and sells online. Here's Nidia Han now with the details. According to Meta, more than one billion people visit Facebook Marketplace around the world every month. We've warned you about scammers trying to steal your money on the platform, but now we have an urgent warning about your safety and security. The Philadelphia District Attorney's Office telling us about a recent case which highlights the potential dangers. Whether you're buying or selling online, law enforcement wants you to beware. Using the case against Montez Moore, now charged with 11 counts of robbery and theft, as an example. He was posing as somebody who worked for a bank. And allegedly in the market for luxury goods on Facebook Marketplace. You're talking about a multi, multi, hundreds of billions of dollars. But above all, you're talking about an avenue to victimize Americans. Why aren't they all suing these entities? A class action suit to bring them to their knees. I think it's because it hasn't been explored. I think it's because the government is using the court system in the same way it uses the court system to establish and perpetrate all kinds of atrocities, Marxism and fascism. But it will take a lawsuit of a tremendous amount of people. Say everybody who's been a victim of crime on Facebook, everybody who's been censored on YouTube. It can happen because these are the entities that allowed this crook and his party to not only gain a foothold, but to continue to perpetrate atrocities in the future. And yet nobody wants to step up and sue them. And it reminds me of a story that I thought, at the time it happened, would actually amount to something. It was a woman who was a Democrat her entire life. It was a woman who was raped by the now President Joe Biden. Well, we've got a little update on the uh, Tara Reid. Um, Tara Reid, who was an aide to then-Senator Biden back in the 90s and then uh, in 2020 accused him of sexual assault, she announced yesterday she's seeking citizenship in Russia and she feels safer there. Does the White House have any reaction to that announcement given the accusations that she's made against President Trump? We'd be loath to comment on the the musings of a potential Russian citizen. That's really up for her to, to speak to. Does the White House uh, believe that her allegations may have been motivated by her uh, allegiance to affinity for Russia? That's interesting. 
because Tara Reid's accusations against the dimwit and diapers some call president were way back in the 80s. I think it actually started in the 70s. And they're accusing her of being a Russian collaborator because now the media is steering the entire narrative of everything. And it's the only reason we could be at this position in America where we are accepting, agreeing with fascism guaranteed because of the censorship we have all been subjected to. This is how this kind of thing becomes normalized. We can't get to net zero. We don't get this job done unless agriculture is front and center as part of the solution. But with a growing population on the planet, we just crossed the threshold of 8 billion fellow citizens around the world. We just crossed that in this last year. Emissions from the food system alone are projected to cause another half a degree of warming by now mid-century. That's, that's not just a hypothesis. That's a lie. It's a misnomer. It's a deceptive play. And it's not only not given a warning label, like anybody who speaks against the vaccine, anybody who speaks against the government shutting down life for three years. It's sold and it's advertised. These are advertisements now. John Kerry has a new climate target, farmers. Ashley, I know all about this story, but why don't you explain it to our viewers? I'll try. Our fearless climate czar, who jets around the world, by the way, in his private aircraft, taking aim now at farmers because they're polluting the environment, he says. Mr. Kerry claims agriculture production creates 33% of the world's total greenhouse gas emissions, and the fight against climate change cannot be tackled without addressing what the farmers are doing. In fact, Kerry is refusing to call it climate change anymore. He says it's climate crisis. And the CO2 that he is demanding go to some arbitrary number of not zero is one-tenth, one-half of one percent. And this is being promoted and advertised by the same companies that open up fencing operation for stolen goods, that give gangbangers a platform to sell drugs, to sell guns, that promote their social media as if they were the Chinese tiki-taki. And this is leading to a place where we are becoming normal. And it is because we don't sue. I'm dead serious. It's time to sue Facebook. Investigators say he offered to buy a Louis Vuitton bag as well as Rolex and Cartier watches for tens of thousands of dollars. And after setting up a meeting point for the transactions... He would instead rob them at gunpoint. Assistant District Attorney Liam Riley says officials have charged more in 11 cases involving this kind of scenario. Police say this photo was taken outside the PNC Bank on Rising Sun Avenue in the Feltonville neighborhood. And the one thing you can't find on any of these social media empires, one thing you'll never find is fact. Now, last week, the World Health Organization put out a release uh, showing that there was a possible causal relationship between COVID-19 vaccine and multiple sclerosis. And we're allowed to report on this because it is an official WHO Paper. We're limited to other things we can report, but we can report this. That's how you become acclimated. We're limited to the, to what? To having the government approval of a fact. There is evidence that COVID vaccine is linked to multiple sclerosis. And if anybody said this over the last three years, you were censored, you were taken off all platforms, you were demonized, and there's even talk 
in other countries outside of Australia of imprisonment. Now, this is the paper here. Now, um, it says COVID-19 vaccination can induce multiple sclerosis via cross-reactivity with T helper cells. So quite an admission from the World Health Organization. Now, this isn't available on quite a few servers now. but I've, uh... I said to you that that was the biggest story that broke right before my show yesterday. I monitored news all day today, half of the night last night. Have you heard it anywhere? When you logged on to YouTube, did you see it anywhere unless you follow Dr. John Campbell? And you should. No. So that's how you have become accustomed to being a third world Soviet citizen. And until we stand up and sue these entities, I have people that contact me. What do we want to do? I want to go on a protest to the Capitol. Well, you saw how that ended up for those people who bought the entrapment by the FBI and the government writ large on January 6th. That's not the answer. What the answer is, is to sue them and harm them with the one thing they love more than freedom, more than liberty, more than America. Money. Massive class action suits. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'll sue ya! I'll take all your money! As I was telling you, if you even look at me funny, about censorship, I'll take all your money. I'll sue one of the members of the Gray Zone reporter was detained by British police because he had an uh, interview with the WHO director, and they didn't like what, he, what she said during the interview. That's the kind of fascism that all people should reject. But when you hear the promises of it here on this shore by a politician nobody elected, that's when it's time to start suing people. On the current course that we are today, a two-degree future could result in an additional 600 million people not getting enough to eat. And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it. Doesn't work. So we have to reduce emissions from the food system to keep the 1.5 degrees alive. Why do we have to keep 1.5 degrees alive? Because scientists, as a basis of physics and mathematics, not ideology have rejected the premise of global warming writ large. I mean, the ones that the government hasn't paid. You know, like the doctors they paid to pretend the vaccine was safe rather than a link to multiple sclerosis, among other things. Not to mention that Bell's palsy where you walk around like Dr. Awardy. Woof. Don in Bloomingdale. You know, Sean, did you notice the verbiage that Lurch uh, used, fellow citizens of the world? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I don't have... I don't have fellow citizens of the world. I don't care about anybody that's not in the United States legally. And as soon as my fellow citizens of the world start cleaning up their own backyard, then he can preach to us because it's not our responsibility. We are the cleanest country on earth, bar none. Most of these places, and I've been to a few, don't even have indoor plumbing. In Ukraine, about 80% of the people don't even have indoor plumbing. So I don't want to be preached to by some guy talking about two degrees. I welcome a two degrees warming. I've been yeah. here in the wintertime. Yeah, not to mention, it's so, it's so preposterous. But the other thing, Don, that is astonishing to me is that he was just paid by the Republicans who okayed the continued spending of the bureaucracy. Nobody elected John Kerry to. He's a, no. Literally, he's a climate czar. Why in the frack do we have a climate czar? Do we have a, we have, that's all got to come to an end. But now it will be paid. The checks are written. They're cut. And you can thank a Republican. 
Roger on the south side. Hey, how you doing, brother? Uh, uh, hit you with a lot as fast as I can. Uh, I don't want to sound like a piece of liver sausage, but when you mention the correlation of studies or different things you've read and I've read with the, the links to MS, I'll, I don't know if it's me and the group of my family and friends getting older, but I'll tell you, in the last three years, I've had a rash of people that I know or work with, either with MS, uh, other linked autoimmunes like lupus, uh, Sjogrom's, which, I mean, you know, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, I know I have family members who have this stuff that have all come up who, unfortunately, these idiots went and got jabbed. Roger, the reason that I wanted to play this more than one day is because yesterday when I sent it to my lovely honey bunny, who is like a relative to me, she informed me of her girlfriend, who is 35 years old, fully vaccinated, never had a health issue, and she has MS now. This is a major, major story that is being suppressed on both social media and the news, including Foxweiser. So there's links to this and everything else. Which is why I think, quite honestly, Donald Trump should address it or, or not run anymore. Thank you very much, Roger, on the south side. But I'm, I, I, don't, I don't love people. I love principles. You either have them or you don't. And if you're suppressing this, that means the powers that be, including the World Health Organization, know fully well. This is a direct link. Got to, to go on my, um, on my um, desktop so I could find it again. But that's, that's, that's it there. And it is, as I say, WHO publication, so we can't actually talk about this. Nice to be able to talk about things. Now, what is this actually uh, showing? What, what is going on here? Well, I'm going to sort of do a quick explanation of what uh, seems to be going on. So what we have here, imagine this is a nerve fiber here. So the nerve, the, the nerve impulses will travel down here. And this will be in the brain or the spinal cord. And these nerve fibers are surrounded by this protective myelin sheath. And in the central nervous The reason system. I play that, Squirrel, and I let him go into specificity, is because this is exactly what the patent holder, Dr. Robert Malone, has been saying for two and a half years. None of this had to happen. All of it happened because of government censorship, government control, and the willingness of too many of us to go along with it. It's time to reject it writ large. It's time to defund it. But I guess we'll have to wait... Till the next debt ceiling limit. Uh, when will that be if there's not a number on it, Squirrel? Uh, I don't know either. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. The number two plank of the Communist Manifesto is an extortion scheme that is American tax policy, only on the citizens that are not in the government mafia, the way I see it. Government isn't interested in succeeding. It's interested in failing and keeping us com- calm and complacent. That's the only explanation why we would adopt the return of the primitive philosophy of socialism or collectivism or Marxism. My next guest, from what I can tell, spends his life fighting against that. He is the co-founder and CEO of the Center for Freedom 
and prosperity. His name is Dan Mitchell. Dan, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing just fine, Sean. Glad to be on the show. You know, Dan, I have to tell you, I'm from Chicago, and it gives us a different perspective. It's where you are witness to the mafia government. And you realize it's within the failure lies the strength, because their waste, fraud, and abuse is their strength to continue taxation. That's the only way I can look at the modern economy and justify the government today. How do you see it? Well, I think being from Chicago, you have a bird's eye view of how government is just a racket for the benefit of insiders. Uh, As far as the rest of the country can tell, Chicago committed suicide when it elected the stooge of the teacher unions, uh, and he's basically going to, uh, it's almost like he wants to drive productive people out of the city, and of course, Governor Pritzker is trying to drive productive people out of the state. And and I just can't help but wonder, do they ever stop and think, what happens when the taxpayers actually leave and there's nothing left but tax consumers? I agree with you, and uh, you know this is what I tell my audience, who is a Chicago-based audience. But at a certain point, you have to recognize that the game is fixed, and the goal isn't to succeed in, as our definition is. And you've been in dealing with this since the 80s. You've been involved in politics for the 80s. And my fear always was that it would spread nationally, and nationally people would adopt the failed arguments of the old Chicagoans, the old so-called Republicans in Illinois, and you lose that argument because we concede the point and we compromise with government supremacy. Isn't that what we just saw happen in Washington, and we're watching it in real time with the so-called debt ceiling and the rest of it? No talk of spending limits, no talk of caps, no talk of responsibility for money already wasted. How else can I view this other than an inside-the-game rigged system well i guess i try to be a little bit charitable republicans control the house but democrats control the senate and of course democrats democrats control the white house so it's not like i was expecting any big breakthroughs but the congressional budget office says that this deal assuming it's honored in the out years which of course is a very uh, weak assumption but if it's honored in the out years, it will save over 10 years, like a trillion-plus dollars. Now, of course, we're already spending like $7 trillion a year, going up to $8 trillion a year. So that number sounds big, but government is so bloated now that it's basically just an asterisk. But, but at least for the first time in a long time, there actually is some talk of trying to impose some limit on at least a portion of the budget, discretionary spending. We still have a major problem with entitlement, where if we don't do anything, we're going to wind up being a a failed European welfare state like Greece or Italy. You know, Dan, throughout history, I remember going back to the 70s when uh, I would watch the debates. Back then, TV was a little more interesting than it is today. We know what the answer is. At no time in history, even under an oppressive uh, progressive tax system, has government ever really captured more than about 18 percent, 17, 16 percent of uh, the income in this country. Why is it so many politicians are afraid to talk about a flat tax and put the restraints, the only place they're supposed to be in this, in, in America, on the government rather than the person? Or is there more corruption involved in a progressive tax where you have to pay lobbyists to circumvent the rules? Oh, well, make no mistake about it, Sean. Politicians love the current tax system. 
figures they can raise a lot of money by promising to reward friends and punish enemies. They can, of course, retire from Congress and then become lobbyists, pulling in seven-figure incomes, manipulating the tax code. I mean, the tax code is great for the special interests uh, and politicians. Why would they want to put handcuffs on themselves? They love the way the system works now. It's opaque. It's corrupt. And it definitely, when when you were talking earlier in our discussion about uh, Washington, you know, basically being corrupt and working and, and in effect almost designed to fail, well, it's actually working very well. It's working exactly as politicians want it to work, which is meaning in their benefit, not for our benefit. Uh, so uh, I'm a big fan of the flat tax. But again, with Chuck Schumer in charge of the Senate and Joe Biden in the White House, their whole agenda is class warfare. They want more revenue. Uh, they want more punitive uh, tax rates. And, and by the way, I have to. I want to disagree with you on one small point. Right. You're correct in the sense that historically our income tax has only collected about 18% of GDP. doesn't matter whether the top rate is 90% or 28%. But if you look at Europe, it's definitely possible for governments to collect a lot more money. But the way they do that is they rape and pillage the middle class and lower income people with value-added taxes, extortionary payroll taxes, uh, very costly energy taxes. So, so if you're just going to tax the rich, you can only collect a limited amount of money because there aren't enough rich people to finance big government. Yeah. But if you decide to rape and pillage the middle class, uh, government can get a lot bigger. So in the long run, that's the threat, I think, to our country. Well, Chicago is the prime example of exactly what you just said. That's exactly what happens, because for some reason they're able to tap the greatest flaw of humanity, which is envy. And they can get their their citizens to approve extorting a man who's good at, the only sin he has is he's good at making money. And I've watched in my lifetime, and I'm in my 50s, how greed has become the definition of a man trying to keep the money he made versus a government that can't account for the money it takes. So we need to get that back, and it's only going to be through principles that you and I espouse and live our lives with. But you have the experience of working in government when what we're experiencing today would have been frowned upon by everybody. And the idea that we've allowed the Chinese Communist Party and other oligarchs throughout the world to buy our politicians. And we still have a system of favored nation status with China. This would fix everything overnight if we could just remove that. But they've successfully bastardized and corrupted our politics here. Do you think that's the explanation for why so few so-called Republicans are even talking about removing favored nation status from China? I think it's a combination of two things. Number one, there still is some hope that China liberalizes, it liberalizes in the proper sense, not in the sense of becoming left-wing, but sort of uh, evolves into a market-based economy. I was around during those debates in the 1990s about letting China and the World Trade Organization and giving them most favored nation, which actually is just, it's, it's the system that virtually every country in the world gets. So there was nothing, no special favors per se for China. Uh, and people were hoping back then with the collapse of the Soviet Union, with China uh, moving away from Maoism, there was some hope uh, that China was going to become a normal country. And unfortunately, President Xi has really been backsliding toward more big government, genuine communism, totalitarianism. Uh, and, and I think the, the good news is that there's a lot more skepticism of China in, in both parties, actually, than there was 
five years ago, ten years ago. Now, how that's going to evolve, I'm a tax and spending uh, expert. I'm not a trade expert, so right. I'm not going to pretend to have uh, some clever answer for you because I don't know. The one thing that I, you and I have in common is I was in the earning income during those same years when the fall of the Soviet Union happened. I lived through that Reaganomic boom that lasted arguably until 2008. And I saw the normalization of relations back then when Putin came to America. I remember it was Bush that walked him around. And I had hope and optimism. And you saw so many former Soviet citizens take advantage of freedom and liberty and change their opinion of of capitalism, for lack of a better word. It's really propertyism, but we call it capitalism. Of capitalism. And that I was hopeful in that. But as you were describing China and how it's backslid into totalitarianism, when you see what's going on on the national stage, couldn't you say America has also backslided as they've put sanctions on everybody and countries arbitrarily, knowing they don't work and there's ways to circumvent it? But more importantly, haven't we also cheered for our own servitude when we talk about foreign policy and exchanges and whatnot? I do worry about something that, that is referred to as societal capital. And we know what human capital is. That's how well-educated we are. We know what physical capital is. That's like plant, machinery, equipment, factories. Societal capital, that's, that's like the work ethic, the spirit of individual responsibility. Uh, and that's what I worry most about. If we become a nation, like you find in Europe, where everyone thinks they have the right to live off somebody else, I mean, that's basically a country that's going to vote itself into servitude, and it's going to eventually, as Margaret Thatcher famously warned, the problem with socialism is sooner or later you run out of other people's money. That's right, and that's why I'm assuming you founded the Center for Freedom and Prosperity. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, actually, we, we, it was founded back in 2000 because we were trying to protect low-tax jurisdictions, the so-called tax havens, uh, from attacks by high-tax nations, an international bureaucracy in Paris, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, uh, basically created a blacklist that was threatening uh, low-tax countries around the world with financial protectionism if they didn't agree uh, to, in effect, change their systems to help uncompetitive nations enforce their bad tax law. But you know, ever since uh, that initial founding, uh, we now more broadly do all sorts of fiscal policy issues uh, such, the, such as the ones we've been talking about. But, but it starts as a special niche organization looking at international tax policy. And now it needs to be uh, participated in by every American citizen because it seems to me, I can't help but recognize the policy of control of foreign nations is now the promise of the American government on its own citizens as it promises to strengthen the IRS to go after people it doesn't like. And you and I both know what we've seen in real time is the favoritism to people it does like. So you're creating that oligarchy and you're creating that, that guarantee of extortion and, and robbery. How can the American people, in your opinion, demand for equal treatment before the government when it comes to taxes? Well, you, you made a great point earlier, Sean, when you said you don't really like to call it capitalism. You like calling it propertyism. Yes. And now I'm going to I'm going to make an addendum to that because right. one of the key features of a honest, just system of capitalism, free enterprise, propertyism, 
is equal treatment under the law uh, or equal justice under the laws. I think we have etched above our Supreme Court. And, and when you have the IRS, in effect, uh, create, having enemies list and, uh, and going after people and auditing groups uh, simply because uh, they have a more free market or conservative perspective, that, that, that should disgust everyone, regardless of ideology, because once you give corrupt pol- politicians and bureaucrats the ability to target people, you know, what's the difference between that and, and what happens in Russia and China, uh, where the power of the state is used to bend people to the will of politicians? Do you think that there will become a time, we had, a, we had some hope, I thought, with what was called the Tea Party, and uh, the prima facie evidence of the IRS corruption was exposed during the lowest learner years, and there was an outcry to get it to change. But the reality is they just slow played it. She went away and retired like a successful business person, and we're back to the the scandal of of those years. Do you think that there will be a push by politicians, no matter how small, to go about this idea of taxing people on the principles that you and I subscribe to the principles of equality before tax law. And can we ever open that conversation? There was a small time when, during the 80s and 90s, we were talking about a flat tax. We were talking about a fair tax. And politicians got elected by running on a tax system on one card and the rest. Do you think the American people want that? Or are they more swayed to this government supremacy of picking winners and losers, the way we've seen over specifically the last three years, but... I've never seen it this way, but I'm 55, and I'm wondering, can we get back to that Tea Party mindset? I hope so, because otherwise I'm very depressed about the future of the country. But, but, But here's something that I don't think people properly appreciate. One of the consequences of the various tax changes we've had in the last 20, 25, 30, 35 years is that now only maybe... 50% 50% of the population pays taxes, and it's really only like 20 or 30% that pays a substantial amount of taxes. So a lot of Americans over recent decades have been taken off the tax rolls, and once you're no longer paying taxes, or for that matter, if you're filing a tax return and getting income redistribution through the tax system, which is what the earned income credit is, then then filing taxes is, is a cost-free exercise, or maybe even it's a way of getting a hold of other people's money. So, so I do worry that if, if, if more than 50% of the people are living off government and not paying for government, how do we change the political psychology of the country? Yeah. I want a secession, and I'll tell you why. I am now a Floridian for what you earlier articulated, the abuse of citizens under corrupt mafias. And you still have the, I, the mobility to do that. We have eight states that charge no income tax. I live in one, Florida. Those states run the most efficient. They have the least problems. Do you think maybe we can teach this, the willful slaves in the other states that once the states don't charge income tax, they actually cannot afford corruption? Do you think we have an avenue there? I would hope so, because basically the United States is a laboratory. Yeah. And the low tax and zero income tax states grow faster, create more jobs than the class warfare states. And for that matter, the world is a laboratory. I mean, we complain a lot about American uh, policy out of Washington, but compared to France and Italy and Greece, we're doing pretty good. And, of course, we're not doing as good as some really low-tax jurisdictions like uh, Singapore. 
So if you look around, the evidence is so abundant that free markets and limited government deliver mass prosperity, whereas big government, I don't know, what does it deliver? Servitude? Yes. Do you know what we're missing? We're missing those days of Friedman and Rothbard and Thomas Sowell, those individuals who could go out and articulate these principles that we love, but because they're the principles of the Enlightenment. And I think we need a charismatic person to do that. And, Dan, that's why I wanted to have you on. Where can my people go to support your organization and keep an eye on you at the Center for Freedom and Prosperity? Well, the the website is freedomandprosperity.org. Uh, or they can also just go directly to my blog, which is, well, danieljmitchell.wordpress.com. But I think if you just go to any search engine and type in Dan Mitchell blog, it should probably take you there. Wonderful. It's been a pleasure having you on. I appreciate you making yourself available to me. I'm going to have you on again if, if you're up for it. I can't thank you enough because we need warriors of righteousness and people who can espouse the values of the Enlightenment, which is propertyism. And we got to get it back. You and I are the real liberals. We've allowed totalitarian gangsters, Marxists, socialists, communists, to call themselves liberals. And we're in this virtue shield of fascism that I have to see come to an end. No, no, I've always considered myself a classical liberal in the Adam Smith tradition. And it's funny, when I give speeches in Europe, the left-wingers, they they condemn me by calling me a neoliberal, which is just a (laughs) modern-day classical liberal. Yes. Well, only through fact and history can we push back against the return of the primitives. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I truly appreciate it, Dan. Thank you, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So when we talk about these issues, the government doesn't have money. It has future taxation, the promise of future taxation called debt, and it exists on the money it extorts from people. That's it. And I'm thinking about somebody whose birthday it was yesterday. His name is Jim Pirelli. He's 90 years old. He's a friend of mine, a friend of my wife's, wonderful man. Business, successful, kids. And I'm thinking about this guy gave 50% of his income all of his life. All of his life. He was still able to have a great life. But what did the government do over the course of this man's life with the money it extorted from him? Wasted. Fraud. And abused it. That's it. That's what it did. That's the plan. And the idea that we are allowing these imbeciles to have unfettered access, unfettered access to future taxation called debt is the problem. You could change it if you limited the access and the promise of future taxation referred to as debt. It's not debt. It's just a guarantee they got to come and get that money from somebody. It's like the sewer of Chicago. They're not giving away $50 million that they have. They're giving away $15 million that they're going to get. They don't have any money, I mean, aside from the money they steal and misappropriate in the TIF agreements. But they're busted. They're bankrupt. So until you limit that, you're going to have this game of corruption. That's really what it is. It's not based on any limitation. None. We're the only ones that are limited. And what we have is the guarantee of future limitation. And some people vote for it. Now, all Democrats vote for it, and some, some Republicans do. Cream Puff Jim. Yeah, hi, Sean. Ken Paxton made a wild claim on the, the embezzler show where they got the embezzler from the wall. I can't think of his name, Bannon. 
He said that he, he personally squashed two million five hundred thousand Democratic votes. He got a judge to go along with it with the gig. Otherwise, Texas wow. would have been blue. Texas, but as blue as the sky. No, you're, you know putting lips, you're putting lipstick on that, and I'll tell you the difference between me and you. When the New York okay. Republicans just went to jail, just the, all last month, they got in, they were investigated, they were found guilty of ballot harvesting and voter fraud. I cheered that. Now, those are Republicans. In New York? In New York City? In New York City? You didn't hear that? When was the last time they went Republican? When was the no. last time New York City? They, have to, they don't have to harvest well, ballots New in York, New York City. New York State. Not city. Well, New city. York State doesn't have to. They haven't. When was the last time they went Republican? I'm just telling you. Look up the what case. What century? What century was it in? They don't no. have to harvest ballots in New York. You're not listening. They, don't have, to harvest. they were only have to harvest. You only have to harvest ballots or splash ballots. Listen, I know you states. want to feel good about being a Democrat and kissing that Irish ass. I'm not going to let you. Well, right? You didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. You probably didn't even know what garage you were supposed to be. I wait in the meantime, check. I'm, I'm, I'm look at the it's, it's they, to, they, 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 they get the Republicans caved in. My check. I, I thought I was finished. The landlord oh, yeah. came no. to the joint. Yeah. The no, landlord gonna... looked like he showed up. Yeah, yeah. the landlord showed up with a bulldog face yeah. on him like uh, it's curtains. You, you know? get to keep your pants on this rent thing. It's great. You'll be eating steak sandwiches, <laughs> yeah. all right? You don't have to do that <laughs> trick to stay in the unit. In the meantime, I'm going to show you the difference between me and a Democrat. When the Republicans got caught cheating and harvesting, I cheered. What he's referring to is the, the Democrat AG disqualified because they were illegitimate. He didn't get rid of and squash. He saw that they were fake, and he would not allow them to be counted. That's called integrity. That is the main difference between the so-called Republicans and all of the Democrats. That is a by-hook-or-crook party. They don't care about principles. They don't have any. That's why they're practicing and preaching Marxism, communism, government supremacy. That's their game. They love it. They're not against racism. They simply want to wield it, which is why we discuss the bills in California with Hans von Spakovsky. They were trying to legalize racism. That's their game. What you see in that ghetto of Chicago isn't equality or equity. It's corruption, and they love it. They know it's the most corrupt city. It's a joke and a punchline. They don't, they're not repulsed by it. They want the clout. And so do Republicans, like those fat ass Durkins, the lobbyists, and the rest of it, and Brady and the rest of them. They like that culture of corruption. I reject it. Now, to me, it's so accepted across the country. It's like the former Soviet Union, which is why I don't give a rip about the Soviet Union fight, squabble. I don't care. So this is something we're either going to have to reestablish or you as an individual have to protect your kids. That's it. Because there is no party fighting for you. None. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, you and your buddy Marbles there just hit on it a little bit talking about New York City. Chuck, or New York in general. State, yeah. Chuck Schumer is as crooked and as evil as there is a dude out there. And for all the Republicans gaining, claiming victory and saying, oh, we won and this, I don't, I don't know what they won because if McCarthy and Chuck Schumer are agreeing on something, you know you've been had. And this is my biggest rejection early on why I didn't vote for Trump in 16. He, a billionaire, bribed Chuck Schumer, campaign contributed, I believe it's formally called, all his life, right up until he decided to be a Republican. See, that's the other part of the coin. 
You cannot go along with it. That's why when I talk, I never forget, or I try not to. The Republican wretched scum, like the ones who took Griffin's money and pretended that little dick Richard Irving isn't just a disgrace of a human being and a Democrat. I'll never do that. So I don't care if he calls himself a Republican or a Martian. He's a scumbag and part of the problem. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Splendid. You know, here's my question for you. You know, with this debt ceiling stuff, looks like it's going to pass and Dum Dum's going to sign it. Where does this leave us as homeowners, people like you, Mrs. <laughs> Robert and I? Well, you're on the hook. We're all on the hook. If you own real estate, you're on the hook. Nice. Oh, are you? wait, wait, wait. You were talking to the debt ceiling in, in, in Washington, D.C.? Yes, sir. Oh, brother, if it's not just us. We're old. We've already faced the atrocity. It's really about your grandkids. Do you have grandkids? No, we don't. Do you have kids? Yeah, we have nephews, nieces, and a little puppy. All right, everybody but the puppy is going to get screwed in the future. The puppy, unless the China get, takes over, will, will hopefully not get eaten. That's the only difference. Thank you very much. In the meantime, that's what happened. The guarantee is... No, it's, it's not a racism thing, uh, Squirrel. They're eating dogs in Venezuela. It's an ideology of Marxism and corruption. Get your head out of the gutter. The, the, the reality is, what this is, is a, is a guarantee of future taxation. This is the same argument we've had all of our lives. Same argument. They've been doing this, really took off since uh, the 70s. Reagan did it too. This is the issue. You are either going to stand on the principle of what this country is supposed to be, or you're going to be dragged into the quagmire of government supremacy. And then you're going to pick your degree of it. We already know what degree the Republicans like. Biden would have said no. Uh, the financial markets would have collapsed. The Republicans would have been crowded into a position where 20 or 30 of them would have joined the Democrats, and six or eight of them would have joined the Democrats in the Senate, and you would have a debt ceiling with no cuts, no changes, no reforms. This is this is chess. This is not checkers. It's not tic-tac-toe. And you've got... This isn't chess. This is corporatism. This is so that the people don't look for the money that we know was stolen and given to China and given to Russia and given to every third world enemy of freedom that bought a Democrat politician. They're all getting the checks. The foreign policy swindles Africa that is promoting slavery, that is advocating for not just the non-acknowledgement of homosexuals, but the destruction of them, like Iran, like every other fascistic, theocratic hellhole in the Middle East. And the beat goes on. The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years. That would have all stopped. Did they talk about eliminating that? Did they talk about any of the money that we've already wasted? All of the money that was already stolen and kicked back to the politicians? No, we just need to make more of it. That's my objection to it. Not one Republican that is selling this pig talked about any of the waste, fraud, and abuse that Joe Biden perfected over five decades of being a traitor and an asset of enemies foreign and domestic. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
Technical difficulty, so we're going to do the remaining couple of minutes on the old Verizon. Chris and Wheeling. Hey, Sean. I absolutely love your show. I love your guests. I love everything I hear from uh, four to seven. But Thank I you, cannot understand. I can't. I can't understand a word Jim the Cream Puff says. Yeah, well, I speak uh, Chicago Democrat because of all my years right. down there and at the South Water Market. That's his je ne sais quoi. I love those marbles in his mouth because I know he's eating. And I love that about a retired municipal worker. They're either eating or sleeping, baby. That's how they, got, that's how they qualified. Chris and Willing, thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate it. Sorry for the little technical snafu. However, I'll be back in 21 hours. The mic will be working, and I'll be kicking their teeth in. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.